BSBOT some number, the Henrik Lundqvist. What do you want to call this? What's your title for this podcast, Gregory? Um, I mean, farewell. The farewell tour? The stages of grief? The, I don't know. It's a weird, a weird day. Because, all right, let's get right to it, right? We got 30 minutes of us kind of parsing through emotions and parsing through Henrik Lundqvist's career here and um, kind of how the whole process went down. We and everybody else out there, we all saw this coming, right? Like, this was months in advance. Like, we knew this from, what, January at this point? I don't know if we knew it in January. Uh, I think we knew it as soon as everything shut down. By then, we had seen enough. Or, let me put it this way. Maybe we hadn't seen enough, but we were fairly convinced that the Rangers had seen enough of Igor Shosturkin to feel pretty solid with moving forward. Georgiev and Shosturkin, and then we got through the trade deadline, and Georgiev obviously didn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard all the, like, it the seems buzz like about a how Ford... much they loved, they loved Georgiev during that time, etc. Yeah, and every every article you ever read is about how the Rangers never even really entertained the idea of Georgiev going anywhere. Um, but it was always one of those things where you knew it was inevitable, but you just all I think all of us collectively kept pushing it off pushing it off. Oh, it's something we'd have to worry about later. Oh, that's that's a problem for another day. Oh, it's eventually going to happen, but it's not going to happen today. Oh, I'll worry about that when it actually does happen. And then you keep saying that and you keep doing it so much that you forget how you're actually going to feel when it really does happen because you've buried it. You haven't thought about it. You've you You've been resigned to the fact that you almost are trying to trick your body that it's already happened. But then the day come when it actually does happen and it just blindsides you still. I know it feels like I don't know how to put this nicely, but it feels like, you know, a a family member who's like sick or something's just like, you know, it's going to be super emotional. Like when the time comes, like someone's super old in in your family and stuff like that. It's like, well, I know it's going to happen, but I'm still going to be ridiculously emotional when it does come. So like it's like you've had this acceptance. But when the moment actually happens, like I when I saw the reports come out, I was like, well, they're buying them out. Like, okay. And then I continually got a little bit sadder and more emotional about it. It's because this guy has done it all, like, for Ranger fans. Like, do you think, I guess we we play in, or we, like, I'm part of the goddamn team. The Rangers play in a market that is pretty, you know, significant in New York. Surprise to nobody. But without Henrik Lundqvist, I feel like they'd be missing a large chunk of their fans. Like, I, I heard stories all day, DMs, everything, of, like, ways Henrik Lundqvist, like, help them become fans or help them, you know, be a Ranger fan. Maybe they weren't even from New York. Maybe they're from somewhere else, Sweden, somewhere, you know, anywhere in the United States. But Henrik Lundqvist was the person that drew them towards Ranger fandom. I, I Part of me wonders, like, what even happens if they don't end up starting him on that random night? Like, he's a seventh-round draft pick. Like, we don't know how good he was going to be at the time. It's just, it is it is a, a butterfly effect moment for me. It's like, where would the Rangers be without Henrik Lundqvist? And the answer might be, like, pretty sad and devastating places. I mean, I guess we've seen it, right? Well, I don't know. That that's an impossible question to right. answer because if like what what chances would the Rangers have taken to try and make their team better if they didn't have Henrik Lundqvist, right? Because it's not like the Rangers would have just sat around for the last 15 years shrugging their shoulders and wondering what the hell's going on. So that would be asking I don't know, it, it's just it's in I, I think it hammers home the point that it's impossible to think of what the New York Rangers would have done without Henrik Lundqvist 
Like we, we know what, what what they did do and what they tried to do. So trying to then search your mind to go all the way back to figure out how this team would have been able to be competitive, be relevant, be a fixture on the New York tabloid back pages without Henrik Lundqvist, it's damn near impossible, especially considering how the NHL is covered so lackadaisically in New York, and that's even with Henrik Lundqvist in a Rangers jersey. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It, it truly is nuts to think about. Like, 15 years is a very long time, and October 2005 was a very long time ago, but then you put it into perspective of how long ago it was on a personal level. Um, I had a driver's license for two months. Mm-hmm. I, I had not, not even heard of Marist. I had not even heard of Marist College, let alone thought about attending Marist College. I was a junior in high school. My first half of junior year in high school, where I don't even remember what exactly was going on that year. It's a very good chance I had never had an alcoholic beverage before. <laughs> uh, I definitely well, we, didn't we, have we, we my own. We can clear that up right now. You definitely didn't, Gregory, because that's against the law. Nice job, Ryan. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Right. I've never once broken the law. Um, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I definitely didn't have a cell phone, which means I had definitely never sent a text message before. Mm-hmm. My primary form of communication with my friends was through AOL Instant Messenger. Name the GOAT. Uh, let's see. Both my sisters. No, my oldest sister had just recently graduated college and had moved home to work at a nearby architecture firm where we were growing up. I was employed nowhere. And not just employed nowhere. I wasn't even thinking about being employed because, again, I was just 16 years old and had just acquired a, a hand-me-down car from my parents. Um, yeah, it, like we were children. We were children. There's really no other way. It's, it's, That's a long way of saying we, we were children. And he's done so much since. You know what's funny? Looking back through his stats and looking, of course, it's kind of like you look back and like to appreciate how good Henrik Lundqvist has been over the years. I, I still doesn't really make sense to me that he only won one Vesna. It doesn't really click because we talked about awards, you know past couple weeks and how they should define yeah certain but we've also talked about how dumb the award voting process is correct we have talked about that so it's yeah i i i don't i really struggle to take the nhl awards voting outcomes seriously because they seem ridiculous all of it all the way through history i don't know how you go 15 years of henrik lundquist with him coming away with only one Vesna trophy it it doesn't make any sense so I'm not even gonna sit here and pretend to understand what that was like it's not like there were that many players having individually more brilliant years than Henrik Lundqvist throughout his career um I it's not I don't of all the things we should be doing today I don't think us trying to rehash how one of the oldest and most out of touch voting blocks in professional sports hands out their awards. So I, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, let's go through some stages of grief, shall we? Um, so we kind of, uh, over the past, have we ever hit denial? I think we've always kind of passed denial at this point. I was told I was told that I, 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 I guess it depends what denial means. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we never were in denial that it wasn't going to happen. 
I think we've inch maybe when it was first thought of I think it's kind way of back. yeah I think the denial of buying like, out Hendrik Lundqvist feels like no way like how there's no way that would ever happen yeah and maybe we felt that way in October because we hadn't seen what Igor was going to do yet we were encouraged but not exactly and, and to be fair still not overwhelmed by the performance record of Georgiev at the time so if you told me back in October that the New York Rangers would be buying out the final year of Henrik Lundqvist's contract, my reaction probably would have been like, yeah, right, probably not. He's been here this whole time. He survived the letter. He made it a point that he didn't want to leave when the Rangers blew everything up. But I, I think ever since March, I think we've been pretty understanding that he some way, shape, or form wasn't going to be a member of the New York Rangers. The part that I got told that I was in denial today, and I truly believe this, and I'm, I'm – I, I don't know if this is me tricking myself into believing this, and I'm curious to hear your take on it. Interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Rangers bought out Henrik Lundqvist as much as Henrik Lundqvist bought out of the New York Rangers. Now, right? can I, uh, can I follow I mean up by, on that? Oh, sorry. Go on. Finish. Well, I, I just want to I want to make sure I'm like explaining what I mean just by saying that. I, I think everything we've ever heard about Henrik Lundqvist is that the New York Rangers have given Henrik Lundqvist the right to make his own decisions. And we, not even seven days ago, eight days ago, at this point, oh my God, I think it was only four days ago, the Mark Stahl trade happens. <laughs> and it reminds yeah, us four that, days, yes. yeah, it, remi- it reminds us that literally anyone at any time can be traded because this is the National Hockey League and people just make decisions that surprise you on a daily basis. So I do think if the New York Rangers truly, absolutely could have traded Henrik Lundqvist, but I think the Rangers owed it to Lundqvist to let Lundqvist make his own decision. And instead of keeping him on the roster and waiting for the second buyout window and waiting for a really crowded goalie market to sort itself out before he gets the chance to have a say in it, he, instead of having to choose between three or four teams, this is the Rangers' way of saying, this is your opportunity to choose between any of the 30 teams. We won't stop you from going literally anywhere. We want to give you as many options as humanly possible. And I, I think Henry said, that's the best possible outcome for me. So I, 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 I don't know if the – I don't think Henrik – needed to ask to be bought out. But I do think it's one of the rare scenarios where as much as it hurts this to say, I think the Rangers are doing the best by Henrik Lundqvist to buy him out because he wants to play. He's made that clear. Every time he's ever talked to anyone, he talks about how much he wants to play. He's even emphasized how much he needs to play in order to have consistency and rhythm. So I, I saw some uh, hockey Twitter people saying how disrespectful this is, how this shows that loyalty doesn't exist in the NHL. And while all those things are probably true for other players, I honestly think the Rangers are doing Henrik Lundqvist the biggest respect by not holding his rights, not holding his rights any longer than they should be, knowing that he is entrenched as their number three goalie, and they're not trying to trade him to a limited number of options where it, he might be choosing between a rock and a hard place. 
Okay. I have some questions. Here they are. Okay. Was the person that told you were in denial our good friend Jeff? No, I haven't talked to Jeff today. He's an asshole. I don't want to do it today. Wow. He'd be mean about it. He was mean. He'd be mean about it. He posted the Alec Martinez picture it. on my timeline, so I was done with Jeff immediately today. Yeah, um, I, 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 Jeff is one of my closest friends. He'd probably be in my wedding party if I ever did get married. But I also know Jeff. I know what he would do right now. Okay, so no, so I have not, I have not talked to Jeff. I don't think you're in denial at all. I actually agree 100 percent on everything you just said. I think you said it pretty elegantly. Uh, there, I do think the Rangers bought him out because he asked for it. The more I thought about it, and I think that's part of the acceptance stage, like the last stage of grief. It's like. Well, this is probably what Hank wanted, because what we've said in this podcast and on this show a lot of the time, at least over the past couple of weeks, and maybe months at this point, like Igor's the guy moving forward. And they probably told him, like, hey, if you're going to be here, you're going to be a backup. And that's it. Igor's our guy moving forward. He's going to be the next generation goalie. We'd love to have you as a backup here. We'd pay you. We'll trade Georgia, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. They fucking love that guy. But. They decided he probably was like, I want to be on another team somewhere else and I want to have a chance to start. And by the way, he's going to have a shot legitimately. Like I will be sick when he might be in a Capitals jersey, but he's going to have a shot at, at being a goalie somewhere else. And I'm really, I really, the more I thought about it, the more I, I, I said to myself, this is probably what Hank asked for at the end of the day to say, I want to play somewhere else. I want to have a, I want to have a shot at a, a starting job. I want to prove that I can still succeed in this league. Because I know I still have it. And if you look at some of Sean Tierney's charts from charting hockey, like Henrik Lundqvist was like really, really high up on the goalie charts when he was playing well this year. Um, up until, I think about until the shutdown or until like the Flyer series where he got absolutely hammered. But I, I think it was Hank's call and that makes it a little bit better. So I don't think you're in denial at all in this situation. Yeah, and from what we've been, from what has been reported and what his agent has said today to Various people that ask. We don't know for sure that Henrik Lundqvist will actually play hockey next year in the NHL. Um, I think what Hank wanted, though, was just the opportunity to have the most options available to him. Hank, like, there are so many goalies out there that whether Hank wants to play or not next year, it sadly might not totally be his entire decision. But getting in the market early, before any other goalie has signed a contract, before any free agents have talked to any other teams, Hank now at least has solidified himself the best possible opportunity to sign exactly where he wants to sign versus signing where there's an opening. And I think that's a very important difference, especially when we're talking about the people who ask, well, why didn't the Rangers trade Henrik Lundqvist? Well, let, let's honestly think about the teams who realistically would have been willing to trade for a goalie to be a backup or a 1B for more than $4 million a year. But before we do uh, that, the Canadians already traded. Canadians already traded for Jake Allen. So they're all, they're out. It the Rangers aren't going to disrespect Henrik Lundqvist by trading him to anyone that isn't a contender. I I, I don't think the Rangers the Rangers were never going to trade him to the Ottawa Senators. That was just never going to happen. Hurricanes Nor would not. Hank ever the 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 uh, Hank wouldn't have accepted a trade to the Senators. The Hurricanes, the Rangers wouldn't have wanted to make a trade in their own division. They don't. I think they'll be, they'll feel a certain way if he signs in the Metro. But I don't think the Rangers would have actively shopped him to metropolitan teams, right? No. Way. So it essentially comes down to, and they they weren't going to trade him to Detroit. 
Also, I don't exactly know why Detroit would want to trade for Hank specifically. Um, Stevie Y would never want to do that right now. Well, just because Hank isn't the guy, like in a trade situation, I don't think the Rangers would want to be the team giving up a draft pick to move. They're not desperate to move Hank, right? Because they they know they can just buy him out. So they're not going to attach a draft pick to Henrik Lundqvist just to save an additional million dollars. Um, so then you basically come down to the Colorado Avalanche. And if your only choice is a team like the Avalanche, where we don't even know if they truly want someone, we hope they want Henrik Lundqvist. I feel like as a Ranger fan, Henrik landing in Colorado is the best case scenario for all of us because they're a competitive team, a team out West, and a team that could potentially win the Stanley Cup. Like that, that's that's every everything I would want for Henrik Lundqvist because I'd be able to root for him. I wouldn't have to worry about him messing up whatever the Rangers are trying to do this year. You, the only opportunity the Rangers would have to see him in the playoffs is in a Stanley Cup final. And let's be real, the New York Rangers aren't getting to a Stanley Cup final next year. Yeah, um, well, at least next year, especially with all the dead cat money and everyone still developing at this point. That's not but, the Yeah, and for all those reasons we just rambled off, that's exactly why the Colorado Avalanche wouldn't trade for Henrik Lundqvist because they know that they have all the cards. And if they know that they have all the cards, then they would just wait for Henrik Lundqvist to get bought out. Which is what they so did. So it's, yeah, and it, it, so it, when you have a player like Henrik Lundqvist mm-hmm. and you care about the exit so much, you just can't trade that player. You really can't no. because there's no way for that trade. There's no way for, even in the NHL where every GM is trying to help every other GM, there's no way for that to have a happy ending. Hank's not going to go to a team that he, actually wants to go to most likely because that team doesn't have the cap space to trade for $4 million worth of a backup goalie. And the Rangers won't get anything in that deal besides a little salary cap relief. It's just an impossible trade to make. So it's, I, I, there, there was no way for this story to end besides a buyout, even though the amount of times we've talked about how a buyout financially cap wise team building wise didn't really make a lot of sense, but I, I I think I think maybe we were thinking too much about how a this isn't a team building move. This is a move completely independent of hockey business. When you're dealing with Henrik Lundqvist, you're not dealing with the same rules and standards that you're dealing with with everyone else on your roster. He is a unicorn. He is the franchise. He is your most important player in the last 20 years. So you, whatever the financial ramifications are of the move you make, they don't matter. The only thing that matters is how it ends. And I think this is the only way it ends where Henrik Lundqvist could possibly get what he wants, which is an opportunity to play hockey. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and do the rest of uh, grieving and the rest of Henrik Lundqvist. All right, transition. Week 3 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 4. There's no better place to get on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 4, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a chance to turn $1 into $100 with any bet on any team. That's right, you can place $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you can cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass up on that? 
Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving you all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the dra- the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code QUICK when you sign up. And you can't miss this offer. You, and you just can't. Pick any team during week four. Bet $1 on them and win $100 if they win. That's $1. Dollar to win $100 when you use promo code QUICK during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey only. Profit boost terms of condition and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the show. All right, we're back. Thanks for breaking that down. Um, Man, still a lot to go here. A tweet from Evolving Hockey. I like this. Since 2017, Henrik Lundqvist provided 57.2 wins above replacement to the Rangers, close to 20 more than the next goalie, Carey Price. Jesus. That is quite a stat. Um, It is... Do you think they waited to the 30th on purpose? Yeah, I don't think that's a mistake. I don't think so either. Or a coincidence. Yeah, I... I think... I'll go so far to say that we probably should have guessed that. Right? Like, is that, that's on us. Because I feel like this is stuff we sniff out. And on Monday's podcast, maybe we were just too busy talking about, well, gushing over Murat and also talking about Mark Stahl um, and also the Lightning were about to win the, the Stanley Cup at that point in time. So it was just something that slipped past us. But I feel like we should have seen that at this point. Unbelievable. Bad job by us. Well, I also, I don't know about you. I struggle to keep track of what day it is. Uh, it's, <laughs> the, the, amount of, the amount of times, not just today, but in general, I today that I have Saturday. to ask people what, I thought today was Thursday the entire day. I was just going through work thinking like, man, I'm going to, we're going to podcast and then I'm going to sit down. I'm actually going to spend part of my night watching Jets Broncos. That feels like a loser thing to do. And then at some point in the day, I was like, Oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's so much um, worse. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I've been struggling to figure out like what numerical day it is since about March. 8th. You did say it. Mark Stahl happened eight days ago. So I, I understand. Ryan, for, for a second, I thought it happened at least a week ago. I, I thought since Saturday, a week has gone by and it's been four days. Feels like that sometimes. Um, Next step, is, uh, step for Ranger fans, and including us, is, is sort of anger. It, it, we, I think we already kind of had the solution here, right? The solution is that we, we think at least Hank asked for this, that this is what he wanted moving forward. But if you're a Ranger fan out there, I can understand why you'd be angry. He's your legendary goalie. He's the guy that possibly got you into hockey. He's been the cornerstone franchise of your life since 05. It's 2020 now, by the way. The year of our Lord. And... Now, all of a sudden, the hockey franchise you love is buying him out. So I can totally understand you being angry, but then that moves to bargaining, which is, well, at least we have Igor moving forward. And Well, well, the, I, I, before we blow through anger, I think um, I think I, I don't want to get into why or why not the Rangers should have made a certain move. I do want to say that while we might feel it today, I really hope no one holds anything against Alexander Georgiev at all like it's it's not it's not Georgiev's fault the organization sees him one way when not just do we still have doubts that he could actually be a starting goaltender in the NHL but it's just so clear to us and to what feels like everyone else that this is going to be Igor's ship 
no matter what. So then if it's Igor's ship, no matter what, it shouldn't really matter who the backup is, which has long been one of the reasons why we personally would continue to shop and eventually move Georgiev. The funny thing is, with the Hank buyout, I personally would still continue to shop Georgiev, especially considering how many goalies are out there on the open market that you could sign to back up Igor. Um, but it, if anyone is feeling anger, uh, it should be targeted towards the organization. And I just, I don't, I would hate for there to be a sect of the fan base that is angry or holding Georgiev responsible. That, that, that's all is it. That all I wanted to say there. I'm with you too. I like, I, I do like Georgiev. I really do. I think he's a suitable backup. I think they'll sign him to an extension possibly, or maybe they'll just take him to arbitration. I don't know. But at, at this point, with Georgiev, I don't want him to be the, the, the source of anger for... He's not the reason Henrik Lundqvist isn't on the New York Rangers anymore. He's very much not. The reason either lies within Igor Shosturkin being good enough to be a starter and possibly be a franchise goaltender moving forward. And that's why Henrik Lundqvist didn't want to stay, despite saying, hey, I want to be a Ranger my whole life. But when the time comes, when push comes to shove, like players and people like Henrik who have legendary careers have to look themselves in the face. Like, do I want to keep playing or do I want to tire the Ranger? He still feels like he has a lot in the tank. He's probably going to still get a lot more money moving forward. Like, I, Gregory, there's no way we would turn that down, right? If we got offered another two-year deal somewhere else? Like, there's no way. For more money, we still thought we could podcast when we were 37 years old if we're not already dead. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we would take it. That would be it. Yeah, and I, 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 want to, I also think it's important for people to realize that even if at some point before today the New York Rangers traded Georgiev for a variety of assets that could help this team, there's still, an, there's still a very good chance that Henrik Lundqvist would have gone to John Davidson, Jeff Gordon, and asked for a buyout. Because the point isn't that it, – it wasn't just that Henrik Lundqvist was not going to play before Igor and Georgiev. It's that Henrik Lundqvist wants to play, which means he doesn't want to sit behind Igor. So it, there, was never, there was never going to be an opportunity for Henrik Lundqvist to be in a happy role with the New York Rangers next year. The New York Rangers were not going to provide Hank with what he wants to do. And we're not sure. He's not sure if any team is going to be able to provide him with what he wants to do. But he knew for a fact that it wasn't going to be here in New York. So even if Georgiev is off this roster before today, I think there's still a very good chance Hank goes to management and says, this isn't going to work for me. I've been the best of soldiers, which he has. I deserve the right to request a buyout if I feel like I can find an opportunity elsewhere. So just just want to put the bow on Georgiev by saying, with or without him, I think this might have happened anyway. With you 100%. I couldn't agree with you more, actually. That brings us to bargaining for Ranger fans. Listen, you do have a, go- a franchise goalie moving forward. That's, that's what the hope is. But we only saw Igor for 10 games, right? But the guy never loses. That, or seemingly never loses unless he got into a car accident and then or plays in the third game of the playoffs against Carolina Hurricanes. I digress. You, you could bargain with yourself and say, okay, well, you know, maybe Hank did want to move on. That's kind of this process. Maybe he did. Hey, decide today's the day, or rather, I need to find somewhere else to play. That just has to be the situation. You can bargain in that and say to yourself, well, we have a good future here. I can understand why he wanted to move on. And we kind of already touched on that already, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. It that, stinks, though. Then like, you, well, it, then you move to depression, which is when it stinks. Yeah. Yeah, because 
Man, we all knew that there would come a day where Henrik Lundqvist wasn't going to be a New York Ranger. It's like with David I, Wright. It's like with Derek Jeter. It's like with these legendary players. You know, you always know I, the day's going to come. Yeah, but honestly, I got to tell you, those feel different for a variety of reasons. Um, first of all, fans were able to say goodbye. I, I we're, We all feel cheated. And I, I feel like that's fair. Can I tell you something you might not know? We were at Henrik Lundqvist's last win at MSG. Jesus Christ, was it that long ago? Yeah, man. It was the Carolina Hurricane game. Both you and I were there. It was the Reddit meetup game. We were at his final win at MSG. Hurricanes were the meetup game this year? I think so. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Yeah, I... We... David... The other thing with Wright and... Jeter that is completely different than Hank is it wasn't just the fans closing the chapter on their relationship with those players it was those players closing the chapter on their professional lives as well there was nothing but finality there it honestly feels more like uh Mike Piazza's last game as a New York Met because Piazza wanted to keep playing the Mets were entering a period where they didn't feel like he could be an everyday catcher. Um, They had a new young core that they wanted to win with. So they couldn't keep Mike around anymore in a way that would both make Mike happy and keep the Mets on their same trajectory. So Mike had the awkward, everybody knows it's his final game at Chase stadium, but it's not really his final game at Chase stadium because there's a chance He comes back as an opposing player, and he did. And it's the only time uh, an opposing player has ever received a curtain call for hitting a home run in a visiting ballpark, I think. So it's it has a lot of similarities with Mike. And for me personally, I know I'm on a first-name basis with Mike Piazza. I don't want to hear shit for this today. Um, It really does feel the same for me because I still hold a grudge, and it's, it's, it's actually a little... I don't know if it's it's beautiful or poetic or just straight up depressing that Piazza left the Mets in 2005 and within seven days of the Mets last game, Henrik Lundqvist debuted for the New York Rangers. So there legitimately hasn't been a time in my life where I haven't been rooting for either Mike Piazza or Henrik Lundqvist. That's insane, um, by the way. That's actually crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. But uh, I I still hold the grudge to my parents because the final Mike's final game – at Shea Stadium was on a Sunday, obviously. And I had stupid fucking SAT prep courses that got, I was got embarrassed though. I, I did, but <laughs> I missed the game entirely because it was an afternoon game. Right. And I had a I had five hours of SAT prep courses that my parents were not going to let me miss. So I didn't I didn't get to go to the game. I didn't get to see the game on TV. To this day, I've never been able to watch that game. And I, I hold the grudge because I wasn't able to get my own sense of closure on it that I wanted to. I see where you're going and with I this. Think, yeah, every every Ranger fan feels that way because the coronavirus happened. Yeah. So we didn't get the final. We didn't get Henrik Lundqvist starting the last game at MSG because the Rangers have been eliminated from playoff uh, contention. And we all know that there's a finality coming with Hank. We all would have... We all would have gone into that game knowing this is it. And instead, what we got was a summer-long pause and then two games with Henrik where he's starting for the Rangers in Toronto 
against the Hurricanes where all of us just have to sit at home by ourselves, maybe with a couple other friends and family, but not as like a collective group. We weren't able to congregate in a way to not just say goodbye to Hank, but for all of us to say goodbye to a part of our fandom. We're all robbed of that because of the world we live in in the year of our Lord 2020. So it's, it's, I think that's a big reason why today is so difficult because it, it, it's, it's like all this, all this shit happened against our will without our input. And we weren't even able to say our final goodbye. So it's just, there's no way for any Ranger fan to feel like they're okay. And they feel like this is all right. And I, I understand and respect that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you should feel great about it. It fucking blows. There's no other way around it. But yeah, I, I feel like this this thing can only, for me, be compared to Mike Piazza because of just the trajectory of both teams at the exact same time. I mean, Carlos Beltran signing with the Mets in 2015 is almost the exact same as Artemi Panarin signing with the Rangers in 2019. Like, those are of equal importance. I think you're correct and in me- that. Yeah, they meant the exact same thing to both those teams at that time. And the start of something it was- great. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and I think everybody everybody expected the Mets to be competitive in 05, but no one really thought they had a, a true chance yet. That team, the Wright and Reyes were entering their second and third seasons, respectively. Right. Uh, the Mets didn't have a first baseman. I believe they started the year with Doug Minkiewicz playing first base. Like, there were clear holes on that team, and there was one legend that everybody knew wasn't going to be around to see it end. And, and that's the same thing here with Henry Clunquist. Yeah, yeah which, exactly. Which kind of brings us to acceptance, and I'm not sure we're there yet. And I'm, it's okay if you're not out there, ready to accept what kind of what's happening. But it's going to be hard to watch Hank in another jersey. I, I cannot tell you it's going to be easy. I don't know who he's going to play for. I can take some guesses. Uh, some of them you might absolutely hate so goddamn much. I, can can I can I ask? Because uh, I know how I feel, and I feel I can't shake it. Mm-hmm. Uh. It just feels like he's going to Washington. It feels that way. Like it's already, it feels like they already talked. Didn't, doesn't it? Like it feels like I don't like know they if they've already talked. It's just, it's just, it's really the team that makes the most sense because they have a young goalie that they think is going to be their full-time starter in Samsonov, mm-hmm. but they don't know if he's ready for the starter's share of the work yet. And Holtby's a free agent. He's going to want more money than I think the Capitals and, want and to Hopi's pay. And Hopi's been linked to Colorado already. Yeah, so it it just it feels like the Capitals make the most sense from the we need a short term stopgap, a guy who's willing to accept most likely just a one year deal, but also a guy that could literally carry us if we need him to carry us. Like Corey Crawford's going to get multiple years. Mark Andre Fleury still has multiple years left on his contract. Robin Leonard's going to get multiple years. All of the top free agent goalies are going to get multiple years. Hank is the one guy that would probably take a one-year deal as long as you told him he's going to play 55 to 60% of your team's games. And the Capitals, obviously, are still going to be not just playoff contenders, but cup contenders. So it... I. It just makes so much sense. That's for how him I feel to too, man. I really do. It, 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 and I, I just, I'm going to hate it. I'm, oh, I'm honestly going to hate it. I'm sick thinking about it. I really am. It makes me yeah. queasy. 
I, um, I, I so, I so badly want him to go to Colorado so badly. It just doesn't seem that way right now. So I'm curious. Let's see how it plays out. I don't expect you as fans to accept what has happened to the legendary franchise cornerstone. And you can make an argument, the best Ranger who's ever put on a Jersey. Um, the only other person you can even compare him to is Brian Leach. I think that's clear at this point, but you'll have to, to wait and see. Um, Let's hope it's not the Capitals. It does feel like it's leaning that way. But to Henrik, honestly, man, we've been doing the show for almost five years. We're really coming coming close up to that. And Henrik's always been a mainstay. You know, how many times have we blamed Henrik on this show? Never? <laughs> Once? Twice? Like it's, I don't it's, I don't even know. I don't even think we've had the opportunity to blame him for something. I know. Because it's just like the guy we, shows up and, and works, and, man. Yeah, and I don't think we'd ever I, – I think we've said a couple times that he let up some softies, and who hasn't, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all let up a couple softies in we've our all, lives. We all have. Um, but the crazy thing to think about is we've only had one playoff series to cover, truly, since we started podcasting. Yeah, the Ottawa series. And the only thing anyone's ever going to remember from that playoff series is just how god-awful Nick Holden and Mark Stahl were. Yeah, I can't remember anything of it. Well – you could think you could talk about the the playoff series behind, before that when he destroys Carey Price in 2017, but that's really. I about honestly, it. I I keep forgetting that it was the second round of the playoffs where the Senators knocked the Rangers out. Yeah, then they took the Penguins to seven games overtime, which still feels unreal. Can't believe that happened. So. Yeah, it's I can't I can't think of one moment in my life or one moment since we've been podcasting where I can sit back and say. Man, if Hank just did this one thing differently, the Rangers would be in such a different spot. It it really is a tour de force of how much the New York Rangers have let down Henrik Lundqvist and not the other way around. Do you, I actually wanted to mention that. It's something I wanted to talk about for sure. People are just screaming outside my house now. I'm cur- Do they know I'm crying? I'm crying. I'm crying. Okay, I'm yelling at them. Um... One thing I want to talk about is, do you think they really let him down, though? The team, like, was competitive. Like, they had great defense in front of him. It's not, like, his fault that Mark Stahl fell apart after his brother concussed him and he got hit in the eye. It's not his fault that Dan Girardi's broke, like, body broke down. Like, yes, they made some bad mistakes. Yes, bringing in Dan Boyle was probably not the best move when you want to play defense in front of Henrik Lundqvist. But I, I do think for at least the 2011 to 2015 part of his career with the New York Rangers, he had like some talented staff around him. They did go out and get Rick Nash, you know, like they tried, they tried. You can't get those superstar players all the time. I I think they let him down in a lot of ways, but I, I do think, I do think they, they did an okay job, even though I flame a lot of the defense they put in front of him. All right. Let me try to word it a little bit better because I, I do think you're right. Um, I think the point we're getting at is, the New York Rangers not winning a Stanley Cup during Henrik Lundqvist's tenure has nothing to do with Henrik Lundqvist. There we I, go. I, I think agree. I think that is that is clear as day when you look at his playoff numbers, when you look at his nearly immaculate game seven record. It's unbelievable. I, I, like hockey players could say as much as they want that the one goalie in the NHL they want in a game seven is Carey Price. The numbers tell you it's Henrik Lundqvist, and it's just not even close. Um yeah, I, I I think that's the point I'm making. Like, there's nothing there's nothing really we could have asked the Rangers to do besides get a little bit more puck luck in 2014. Um, 
Or there's you nothing know, Henrik Lundqvist. If, if Sucrell doesn't get hit in the head, man, like we probably win that series against the Lightning. I know it sounds yeah, crazy, and if, but if Ryan McDonough isn't playing on a broken foot the next year, like it's the the th- the reasons why the New York Rangers didn't win a cup for Henrik Lundqvist has nothing to do for Henrik Lundqvist. And sure, the Rangers probably could have separated themselves from John Tortorella's uh, strategies a little early. It's a bummer that the Rangers never got the John Tortorella who seems to adapt more willingly with the Blue Jackets than he ever did with the Rangers. 100%. Like if you got like if this if this last couple of years version of John Tortorella was the one coaching the Rangers at Henrik's Henrik's peak, maybe it's a different outcome, but look, John Tortorella had to learn too. He was a guy who had won a Stanley Cup already and he thought his shit didn't stink. Uh, he figured out that it might have smelled bad, and he made adjustments. But it's it's just it's a bummer for Henrik that it happened after he left. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. It, it 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 all really does stink. And while it hits us all hard today, uh, I understand none of us really know when the next season's going to start. We don't know how long the next season's going to be. We don't know the next time anyone in the state of New York will ever allow us to congregate in a fashion where we could go to a hockey game um but the next time people go to madison square garden that's probably when it's going to start settling in that holy shit this is what actual life without henrik lundquist is going to be i'm not ready for it yet and i know we're going to have a little bit to, to absorb this um but it's strange the new you know we've always talked about the new era right like the of like of Rangers hockey, like the rebuild and, and this, this I think starts officially, you know, we, we said when they signed Chris Kreider, you know, rebuild was over. Um, and now it really is like, I know that we're still going to be building, but it's a new era at this point. And this will be the, this will be officially the Lafreniere era, hopefully. Um, and we'll see how we, or maybe the Igor era, who, who knows? There's so many different options here. Kako, the Lord and savior himself. Oh, you don't want to say the Eichel era. I see what you're saying. Oh, it's coming, baby. It's coming. Um, no, it's don't it, worry. I got big news. I'll tell everybody next week. We're introducing a new podcast. That's a shot at Vince, in case you're wondering. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's just tough. It really is because, boy, what was I even going to say? I lost my train knows? of thought. Let's just about Henrik Lundqvist. Cool. Uh, no, there was something there somewhere. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. I part of what makes this difficult is so many times and. I think we're getting a little bit better at policing each other when we talk about quote unquote generational talents. It's, it's a term thrown around so often and it's meant to a generational talent is meant to really be once in a lifetime. Right. Yes. And there's a chance there, there is James a chance is a generational talent. Right. Like Giannis isn't generational yet because he plays in the era of LeBron James. Therefore, he can't be because Giannis doesn't happen without LeBron James. So just furthering your point here, like Wayne Gretzky is generational. Absolutely. Wayne Gretzky happens once in a lifetime. Everything we see today is because Wayne Gretzky happened. As a New York Ranger fan, we can't sit here and tell you the next time someone like Henrik Lundqvist is going to come around. And I I think that is what really hits people the hardest it's not just that one of their favorite players is no longer going to be playing for their team 
It's the fact that you're now going to watch your favorite team play possibly decades upon decades upon decades, and you're not going to see this kind of homegrown talent ever again. It, it, it's there's there's a chance. I, well, there's a chance. As much as our I, lifetime, I, we'll never see it again, man. You're right. Seriously. Yes. As as much as much as I come on this podcast and bitch and moan about the New York Mets, and I do a lot, Ryan, as you know. Yep. I do have to consider myself lucky that at no point in time in my life, the Mets have either had Mike Piazza on the roster, David Wright on the roster, or Jacob DeGrom on the roster. Every every time since 1998, one of those three guys has been a New York Met. And I've been able to enjoy greatness on a level that I consider myself quite uh, lucky. And I, I maybe that's why I get so frustrated about the Mets, because I am witnessing greatness in different acts and the Mets don't do anything with it. Well, that's the same we, thing with the Rangers, dude. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's super different. Shit. Yeah. It's it, you hope Panarin keeps this up, uh, please. But, but we don't know. We hope Kako develops into a special please. talent. Please, please. Be, not, not just, not just as Ranger fans, but also as, as, uh, as, as merchandisers. Entrepreneurs, yes. And yeah, um, church leaders. We, we hope Alexei Lafreniere, is on the level of Connor McDavid. We hope that Mika Zibanejad continues to stay healthy and does special things. But there's no guarantee. And the, the fact that there's no guarantee, it's very scary. It is. So it, could these things happen? Absolutely. Could we, could we sound foolish looking back on this in a year, doubting that we wouldn't be able to see greatness again? 100%. But for the first time in literally 15 years, New York Ranger fans going to wake up tomorrow and they're not going to know if something special is going to happen the next day because every day was special with Henrik Lundqvist. And you don't have that anymore. It's a very hard thing to wake up to. And I I respect everybody that's having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with it. You're having a hard time with it. So it, 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 15 years, we haven't had to worry about this. Now we're going to have to worry about it. Yeah, welcome and to a, a that's new unsettling. world where you can you can you've seen it in other teams. You know, Igor, we think he's the future. We're not sure. You really don't know. But as a Ranger fan, you've never had to worry about goalie problems. You're always like, how can people not find goalies? How come they're not consistent year after year? You know, Holpe was an incredible goalie three years ago. Now he's not. All of a sudden, Henrik Lundqvist was the definition of consistent. And now you're in a new era and a new world. And I think that's the end of this podcast, right, Greg? Nothing else to say on that. Let's, uh, we could keep rambling for another seven hours, but yeah. we're, we're not going to get anywhere besides drunker. Oh, and also we don't get we don't get o- OT pay for the OT. You know what I mean? So let's just uh... <laughs> we should. Yeah, just saying. Shit. Just saying. Okay. They're not going to listen, but that's no. just saying. Athletic, help us out. All right. Um, Dan- Danielle's going to get to this point of the podcast and be like, "Yeah, Danielle, yeah. only only Danielle." And then uh, we'll get a, we'll get a note. It's all good. All right. Love you guys. Good luck out there. Good luck accepting. And uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know if you heard. The Rangers have number one overall pick. And that's happening next Tuesday. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Uh, by my math, that's a solid 26 days away. Yeah, I'll see you in 26 days, Gregory. Bye, everyone. Follow me at Twitter at Orion Mead. Follow Gregory at Blue Break. We'll be back. Bye.